the Michael Balco Show is proudly sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of the pizza is important and that they have something for everyone. Donato's should be your top spot for game days, just like they are mine. Check out their website at www.donatos.com for more information. How is it going, everybody? Welcome to the Michael Balco Show. Today, I am very excited to announce my guest. He's a defensive back for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, an Austin P alum, and a former Pittsburgh Steeler, Malik Boynton. How are we doing today, brother? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored, my man. You rocking a sweet chain over here today. <laughs> for those of you who aren't watching on YouTube, my man is swagged out. First and foremost, we got to rep that hometown of Detroit, Michigan. Rep your area code. What makes it so unique? Uh, so I'm I'm not from the like the city of Detroit. Literally, like I'm from Downriver, Michigan. So you know, like I'm from all over Downriver, Michigan, Southwest Detroit, River Rouge. You know, so we I I, I go by Downriver, Michigan. You know, but yeah. <laughs> It, everything is everything out there. Like when 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 you're from a place like that, you take a lot of pride in being from there. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in high school, you're a star on both sides of the ball. Uh, you're named an all-state wide receiver and defensive back. Tell us about your recruiting process out of high school and how you ended up at Austin P. Uh, so out of high school, I I was really I wasn't really recruited too tough. You know, uh, I had. One Division One offer aside from Austin P, uh, which was Florida Atlantic University, and their coaching staff got fired, and that offer like kind of kind of fell off the table. So you know, I was I was blessed and humbled to you know have an opportunity to go to Austin P State University, uh, but other than that, I had a lot of D two offers and stuff like that. That's crazy, bro. Because you were a dog in high school too. Like I looked at some of your tape and I looked at the stats, and I'm that's just crazy, bro. I don't get it. I don't get it. But following your freshman year in college, you made the move from wide receiver to DB. How was that transition, and did you have a choice in the matter? Uh, so I I kind of had a choice, but to me, like just the type of person I am, I didn't have a choice because you know a series of unfortunate events kind of came out uh we had a strong receiving course so you know the dbs needed some help and it initially started off as me just trying you know like just seeing it if if something crazy happened you know like will we be will we have somebody to fill somebody's shoes so it started off like that and i was switched to cornerback but a week before our first game of my sophomore year our safety our starting safety got shot at a party uh, so, you know, it ended, it ultimately ended his career. Uh, so I had to, you know, I tried, I tried to step in and fill his shoes as, as best as I could, you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so how, how was that transition? I mean, I know you played some DB in high school, but was it, was it a lot more difficult at the college level? Uh, I actually, I think it was, I, it was definitely tougher at the college level, but I feel like I was more equipped at the college level, if that makes sense. Like high school, I had, I, I was a good athlete. I was, I was more athletic than, you know, most of the kids I saw, but I had like technique issues uh, and, and in college, those got fixed and it elevated my game for sure. 
That's what's up. So in three years as a DB, we're about to hype you up real quick. In three years as a DB, totaled 158 tackles, got a pick. How did it feel – or sorry, do you feel that like playing receiver uh, kind of helped you understand routes better as a DB? So I know one of the biggest reasons like coming into the NFL draft this week is because J.C. Horn – is his father played receiver in the NFL for years. And, you know, he was kind of able to teach his son like the route tree and how, and now we're seeing it pay off with him. Do you kind of feel like that's the same way it worked out for you? Uh, Somewhat. It's it, somewhat, I, it, it definitely helped, but you know, at the end of the day, it's a whole different ball game when you're on the other side of the ball. Uh, and it's just now, like I'm just now in my fifth year, you know, sixth year, since college, since being switched to DB, I'm just now understanding, you know, like timing of the of, of plays and like how you can affect the timing and change the play and how you can put yourself in position, you know, to make a play just based off the alignment of the receiver in his relationship to the quarterback and stuff like that. So, you know, it took me a while, you know, but, you know, other guys, they, they make that transition a little bit more, you know, Seemly, I I mean the transition for me was was pretty easy, but I feel like just where my game is now, compared to what I was playing at in college, it's like light years ahead now. Just just understanding the game, you know. That's what's up. Um, so at what point in college did you realize you could play at the professional level, and then what was it like getting that opportunity with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, so. You know, I always believed I could play at the professional level. Like in high school, I believed that. Like that, I always, that's one thing about me. I always believed in myself. Uh, and even though, uh, you know, I've come short plenty of times in my career, my er- early in my career. And, you know, it ain't stopped me because I still believe in myself. Uh, but the, the opportunity I had with the Pittsburgh Steelers was like, you know, it's like, a, it was like a dream come true in the sense that, you know, I had an NFL helmet and jersey on, and you know, it was it was it was it was sweet. But at the same time, you know, I got there and I didn't handle business the way I was supposed to. So, you know, I, I at this point, I'm I'm just working to you know prove myself again and, and and just you know have fun playing the game I love again. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Javon Johnson, the other day, I had him on my podcast. He kind of touched on it. But once you get to like that NFL level, that's when this becomes a little tricky when it in terms of making rosters. You don't always just make a roster because you're better than guys. You sometimes it's just because, you know, the Steelers might have ties to to other corners. You know what I mean? Like they, they put an investment in like Joe Hayden and other dudes at that time, probably Artie Burns. You know what I mean? So you know, it's tough. It's tough whenever you get to there because then it becomes a business and who people have investments with. Javon Johnson did a really good job of touching on that. But that's one of the one things I like to to really try and drive home for listeners is that like it's not always because you're not talented enough or you're not mm-hmm. good enough. It's just because it's just the business of the NFL. Um, so tell us about your football journey after the Steelers stint and how you ended up in the CFL. Uh, so after my stint with the Steelers, uh, I went to the AAF, you know, I tried out, made the team, uh, made the 52-man roster, uh, and I got released after two weeks of being up there with the Memphis Express. Uh, and during my time with the Express, Winnipeg was out at camp, so they got a chance to see me. Uh, and, you know, after I got released by the AAF, probably 
two weeks to a month later, uh, Winnipeg, I, re- I reached out to Winnipeg, you know, and let them know my interest in coming to the CFL. Uh, and they got back to me uh, and they remember who I was and they sent over the contract. And, you know, I got I got up there la- or in 2019, got released and got signed back in 2020. Uh, but, you know, the CFL went through what it had to go through with this crazy pandemic. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Like how how was a league way lower about to release you and then you about to go and play for a league that's that's been around for so damn long and it's so <laughs> successful, bro. It don't make no sense to me. But we about to enter this rapid fire segment real quick. Malik, listen, bro, we got to answer these, bro. We got to get these people to know you on a more personal level. So who you bump into pregame? All right, pregame, I'm I'm definitely bumping. See, I I, I bump up and up and coming artists, you know, like too, I, I like bro. the I like the bump, you know, low key like hot people before they get hot because they the people I listen to they nice. So I listen to uh, Pros AP. Uh, he from he he a Detroit artist. Uh, Fat Rack Man, another Detroit artist, and they just got groups, uh, you know, just hard artists that not a lot of people know about, like. Uh, Star Life, a good a good group to listen to. Cash Game, uh, you know, Stay Crispy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's a lot of talent out there right now. So those those are few of who I'm bumping before the games. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to tune in because they sound they sound pretty lit. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. all right. Would you rather fight a bear or fight an alligator, and why? I'd rather fight a bear. Why? Uh, I'd rather fight a bear because, you know, you get in that water with an alligator. Where, where I'm fighting these animals? If I pick an alligator, is we on land? Whatever scenario you want, bro. Yeah, yeah, it right, be on if land. We on, if we on land, I'm fighting the alligator if we on land. But if I got to go to the water, I ain't hopping in no water with an alligator. <laughs> I ain't happening. I feel. I feel like alligators probably easier. They're just more scary, you know? Bears be fast as hell, though. I mean, you could kind of, you know, especially with your athletic <laughs> ability, just kind of, you know, wiggle around a gator. But, hey, bro, I don't know about them bears, bro. Them, like, D-tackles on steroids, bro. Like, <laughs> all right, all right. Would you rather, as a as a DB, would you rather get your ankles broken or get mossed by a receiver? Man, I ain't, I, ain't, I don't want to get neither one of them, but. You know, uh, again, it depends on the scenario. If it's a five-yard route, if it's a two-yard route, he can march, he, he can march me and take the screen, and I tackle him for two yards. That I picked it. All right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Would you rather – this one's crazy, bro. When I read this, I was like, damn, I don't even know what I would pick. Would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future so you know what's coming, like, before it even happens – or would you rather be able to see 150 years into the future, long after you're gone, and see how your kids and grandkids played out? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to pick 150 years. Yeah, I, I thought you was going to pick the, the 10 minutes, to be honest, bro. Imagine imagine you're out there playing football, and your coach is like, hey, bro, what's about to happen? You could be like, coach, here's exactly what's about to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but if you study film enough, you feel me, you can you can you can get that trait on your own. 150 years, I am gonna know how my great great grandkids doing, you know? Hey, you're gonna be watching it with the big man anyways, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Hey, 
we're gonna be chilling up there together, bro, sipping martinis. Like that's the plan, bro. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. the plan, man, for sure. Hey, hey, one last rapid fire question. Would you rather have universal respect so everyone loves you and they got hella respect for you? Or would you have rather have unlimited power to where you can just run the world if you want, bro? I had a respect because, you know, with respect, with, with power, you start to lose yourself. You you know, you get power is tricky. You can you can kind of go on like a power trip. I, I ain't really into that. Yeah, I feel it. All right, bro. So now we're going to talk about a little bit of adversity you've had to overcome because I feel like your story is hella inspiring, bro. And all these young kids listening, man, all these teenagers, even adults, bro, like everyone can learn something from this story. I know I did, bro. And yeah, bro, I got a little emotional whenever I was uh, writing these questions down and reading your story, bro, because you're such a you're such a dope dude, bro. Like, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, you're such a dope dude. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. So. You know, I'm just going to run through it real quick. You had it pinned on your Twitter for a while. It's not pinned there anymore. But in 2010, you know, you lost your mother to breast cancer. That's super unfortunate. And then in 2013, you know, you had to, you, you were homeless, bro. And then 2015, your little brother sentenced to 11 years in prison. 2016, you were told that you should never play football again because you were partially paralyzed, bro. How do you overcome all of those odds to get to where you are today, my man? You, you touched on it already, man. It's God. Like, and you never really, you never really know what you're going through till you're going through it. And How is it going, everybody? It looks like Malik may have lost connection on us. We're about to re-enter him here in just a minute, though. Stay tuned with me. Yeah, man, like, it, it's all God. Like, that's that's really what it comes down to. Uh, you know, you can, you can have a plan with your life, but you can't really, you know, dictate how your life goes. So instead of sitting around and stressing, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I just believe in controlling what you can control and, you know, trusting the big man. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in your own words, bro, what does success mean to you? A lot of people define success as like, you know, accolades or what they do on the field or what they get done in the classroom. But what does success mean to you? Success to me is, you know, whatever your, whatever your, you know, ultimate goal or whatever you want to do in life, you just chasing it. Like success to me is never quitting. You know, like if you if you die chasing a dream and being true to yourself, I mean, I think you live the full life if you can do that. Uh, especially in the world, you know, with so much negativity and so much, you know, like influence on on, on who you think you have to be to to fit what society think of you. I think success is just being true to yourself figuring out a plan or or a goal and you know just chasing it 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what is one piece of advice that you've ever been given in your life that has always just kind of stuck with you? Man, I actually, I, I, I got to go with it. It's two things that stuck with me throughout my entire life. Well, throughout my entire life since I heard it. Uh, and they were both in college. Uh, we got a new coaching staff and Coach Healy was our head coach. And the first day we met, he told me, he, he, I came up to him. We had to introduce ourselves to him as players. And he told me, he said, be a story, not a statistic. And, you know, that that was something that stuck with me, that, that stuck with me since. Uh, but, you know, also, you know, Coach Coop, that was my DB coach, my position coach. And, you know, uh, he told me, you know, like when you chase something, you don't want to overwhelm yourself. So take it one day at a time and just, you know, focus on winning the day. And, you know, I, I, kind of where I'm thinking about like I'm thinking a little too far ahead and I'm not focusing on how you know and the 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 advice that stuck to me the most since I heard it at least yeah for sure so we're gonna we're gonna ask the hard-hitting question here bruh so in your entire football career your entire career bruh you can take it back to little gritters bruh we talking high school we talking AAF college NFL. Who's the best you ever played with and against? My brothers. <laughs> My little brother Kobe. Uh, he don't play sports anymore. He got hurt. And, uh, but he he for sure, he was the youngest of the group. So once he started getting older, he started getting kind of dominant. He, he never played a, like he played everything varsity sport when he got Like literally every sport he played football, uh, so he was a beast. My brother Kip, he was he was just super. He was more competitive than me. So those two was the toughest people I ever played with. Uh, and you know, like that's just because we that got that sibling rivalry. So other than them, though, outside of my brothers, I had to go with the, the best people I played with. Probably either Kyron Moore or Jerry Beard. And the best people I played against, I probably have to say, Kyra Moore. I played against him last year well, when I was in there 2019 in the preseason. So I guess I'm going to have to go with him again. Hey, <laughs> doubling up on him. All right. Mm-hmm. What kind of advice can you give to the young athletes out there trying to trying to play at the highest level like you are? Just chase their dreams, man. Like, it, it, it's not really a clear-cut plan on how you can make it. But whatever you do, just focus on what you're doing at that time. Be where your feet at. You know, don't think too far ahead. But also, you know, have fun. And, and when I say have fun, you ain't got to go out and party, drink, and smoke, nothing like that. Just, you know, enjoy life while you're chasing your dreams. For sure. Where can everyone follow you at, Malik? All right, so you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Leak2Live. So it's L-I-K-2 and then live, like L-I-V-E. And what other social media? That's that's really it, huh? Yeah. So you can follow me at Leak2Live. 
Thank you so much for hopping on the show today, Malik. Ladies and gentlemen, Malik Boynton, he's a Winnipeg Blue Bomber. You know, he's about to ball out this year. Season coming up pretty soon here. You know, we got to hold up that Grey Cup championship this season. <laughs> Former Pittsburgh Steeler, Austin P. alum. Thank you so much for hopping on the show today, my man. All right. Thank you for having me, man. Yes, sir.